The Southern Poverty Law Center agreed to settle with Majid Nawaz and the Quilliam Foundation just a couple days ago. If you follow my channel, you've heard this. What's really remarkable about this case is that it was a multi-million dollar settlement that was never even a lawsuit. It was essentially a demand letter. So a lot of people have been questioning why the SPLC would pay out so much money, apologize, issue a video apology to an organization that never actually even sued them in the first place. It seems like after this, people smelled blood in the water because now we're hearing that 60 more organizations are aiming to sue the Southern Poverty Law Center. I had to wonder why exactly they would cave so quickly and for so much money. Now, I don't know. I'm not a lawyer. So today I'm bringing in Will Chamberlain, who is a lawyer, and we're going to have a conversation about the legal ramifications for the Southern Poverty Law Center after this settlement. Before we get started, make sure you head over to patreon.com forward slash TimCast and become a patron to help support my work. I really do rely on all of you who give through Patreon to allow me to keep doing this. YouTube is demonetizing videos left and right, so if you really like what I do, please consider joining today. First, let's look at this story from the Independent Journalism Review. Southern Poverty Law Center has been labeling Christian groups extremist. Now they're fighting back. They say that the Southern Poverty Law Center could soon be slapped with at least 60 lawsuits from organizations that the watchdog has labeled hate groups and extremists. Matt Staver, chairman of the Conservative Liberty Council, said in a statement to PJ Media that he believes a number of organizations are considering legal action against the SPLC. There are probably about 60 organizations that we're talking to. That's at least 60, Staver explained. The allegations that were at issue here were very similar to the allegations against the other groups, Staver continued. The Southern Poverty Law Center promotes false propaganda, demonizes and labels groups they disagree with, and that labeling has economic as well as physical consequences. So basically, the Southern Poverty Law Center wasn't even sued, and they just gave several million dollars to Majid Nawaz and the Quilliam Foundation. And honestly, I have no idea why, but I think, Will, you might have an idea. So first, let me just ask you, why do you think they, I mean, it took two years, but why do you think they're giving all this money away and they weren't even sued? The SPLC is a repeat player in potential repeat player when it comes to defamation litigation. As you saw, there's, there's articles about 60 different potential groups suing the SPLC for defamation on the basis of being added to one of their lists as an extremist. Because of that, the SPLC is in a position where if it loses one case badly and some bad law comes out of a, a judicial decision, that could impact a whole slew of different cases. So my suspicion is that the SPLC thought that the case, Majid Nawaz's case, was really strong, that he has a really good case, and that the facts are particularly good for him, that the optics of the case where a Muslim is somebody that they have critiqued as an anti-Muslim extremist, that's a bad case for them. And so there's a sensitive legal question at issue, which is whether or not what the SPL is doing is actually defamatory, is actually actionable, because statements of opinion, pure statements of opinion, are not actionable in defamation. It has to be proven false. In this case, the SPLC called Majid Nawaz an anti-Muslim extremist. That's really close. It's on the line. You could argue that that's just an opinion. That's an opinion about his bigotry or supposed bigotry. In this case, I obviously think it's clear that it's a ridiculous accusation. But you could also make an argument, and I think Majid's lawyers certainly would, that it implies certain underlying facts about Majid's own beliefs. If that went to a judge, the judge, given how obscene this statement was that the SPLC made, might rule in favor of Majid and 
in the course of doing so, create law that is very unfavorable to the SPLC in terms of the lists that it's putting out. So I want to I want to go to this uh, story from Popet real quick, though, because it, it says the Southern Poverty Law Center surrenders unconditionally to Majin Nawaz. We should be concerned. And basically what they say is what the Southern Poverty Law Center said in their article was an opinion, not a statement of fact. And not just that, they backed up their opinion with numerous sources. So they, you know, they, they could be wrong in, in their interpretation of what they're looking at, but it sounds like opinion. They talked about how Majin Nawaz advocated a, a policy that would ban the wearing of veils in some public places, and that he provided a, a list to British law enforcement of Islamic, exor- uh, Islamic organizations. So, so basically, the, the, the Popat article is saying, look, this is an opinion, and we shouldn't, we shouldn't be happy that they've surrendered in this way, because opinion needs to be protected under the First Amendment. So I guess, you know, what would you say to that? We should be suspicious about this argument, because Popat has not been paid to do legal work on this case, and I'm certain the SPLC has paid lawyers to do legal research and examine it. And if they thought that their statement was so rock-solid as an opinion, there's no reason they wouldn't have tried to said, go ahead, file your lawsuit, we'll just get it dismissed. This is obviously opinion and it'll get thrown out at the first instance before you get any discovery before anything else happens. I think that, because um, again, it's not, you know, we should be afraid if a judge, if there's actual case law, because case law has precedent. I don't have to see a reason why, as a society, we should be afraid of one litigant's decision to settle a case pre-litigation that only affects that litigant. Um, so I, I don't I don't find Popat's article persuasive on that point. Uh, and, and I think it, it shows that his legal analysis is probably a little off here. If I mean, the SPLC isn't short of cash. Right, right. That, that's, that's another thing that shocked me. I mean, by all accounts, it seems like the SPLC has a ton of money. You know, but I, I guess uh, one of the other things, too, is assuming... Well, actually, let me go back. I think, I think you hit the nail on the, ha- uh, nail on the head with the hammer when you said that the, the SPLC hired lawyers who probably reviewed the case and said, yeah, this is bad. Mm-hmm. Let's just settle and, and, and be done with it. And, I, you know, honestly, like I said, I'm not a lawyer, but when you explain how they might get bad case law, that could create a, you know, a, a wave of new lawsuits like we might actually see. That makes sense. But, I, right. but, I'm, but I'm also wondering if, you know, it never actually went to lawsuit. Mm-hmm. It was just a demand letter. And I know we had talked in the past about um, issues of discovery. I'm wondering right. if, if you think there's any possibility that the Southern Poverty Law Center is worried about information that may come to light in the public if they do go to, uh, you know, to court over this, right? That so, also could be a, a relevant reason, um, especially if they were worried about losing a motion to dismiss. Like if their lawyers had said, there's a high risk that this goes to discovery because he has a viable claim and you, you are... Also, real, real quick, what's discovery? So discovery is a, the process where the litigants to a dispute are allowed to get information essentially from the other parties and from third parties about the claims. Um, and so, well, so, so what could that be? Could that be like emails, private messages, everything, letters, everything, emails, uh, recorded phone calls, documents, uh, you know, every, everything, depositions, right? The interviews of, of various agents, of the of the SPLC and others under oath, where they they are forced to tell the truth or under penalty of perjury, um, and the scope of discovery in America is extremely broad. Uh, it's not just that your questions or your requests have to be targeted 
um, have to actually get evidence. They just have to be, I forget the exact phrase, it's, it's leaving me now, but reasonably, you know, reasonably designed to actually get, get evidence, you know, essentially, or lead to the eventual evidence being discovered. Do do you think this case, first let me ask this, do you think it was likely that if the, if Majid Nawaz did sue, it would have been dismissed, or do you think, because uh, the Southern Poverty Poverty Law Center is based in Alabama, in your opinion, do you think the courts would have taken the case? I think it's, it's, I think it's pretty 50-50, honestly. Again, the, the key question of law is whether saying Majid Nawaz is an anti-Muslim extremist, whether that's an opinion that is protected under the First Amendment, or whether that's a factual statement that could be defamatory. And I just, I don't know the answer to that question. Uh, it's, it seems like it could go either way. I don't think it's closed and shut. Um, but because of that, I think the SPLC makes a lot of similar statements. And so when a judge finally rules on the type of work the SPLC does, they want a ruling that, come, that comes down that says what the SPLC is doing is protected opinion. They know they want that out there because the first decision that does that, that's going to influence all the future judges in any future defamation case. And it's a core part of their business model is being able to tell, um, you know, tell their leftist donors that this person is an evil Nazi. So they don't want that to suddenly <laughs> not them, that them to be excluded from doing that. We have this article saying that essentially they smell these other organizations. They smell blood in the water. If they see the SPLC is weak. They've just paid millions of dollars over a demand letter. And now we can sue. But actually, that may have, from what what it sounds like you're saying, it may, may have been on purpose that they're they don't want to get into a battle a battle with Magic Nawaz. They might lose. Mm-hmm. They would probably much prefer to get into a battle with one of these you know religious groups that they can probably win against and then have case law in their favor. Exactly. Is that exactly? Yeah. And so I'm not certain that the blood is is fully in the water here, right? Like it would be one thing if a, a judicial opinion came down already in this case that said. Um, what the SPLC doing is defamatory in this case because they're calling somebody an ex- anti-Muslim extremist as a statement of fact about their own personal beliefs. Um, and if that belief is false, then that's actionable. That Well, would, would, go ahead. Would, would they be able to, would, would any other organization be able to bring up the fact that they've settled with Majid Nawaz as like a point in their no, favor? No, no. Um, that would be totally irrelevant. Um, it, Wow. So it's this is again it's a way for the SPLC to just keep this out of court to keep this particular dispute out of court and they're paying a lot for the privilege. I saw this story that said all these organizations are contemplating suing the SPLC now that they've kind of shown their belly, but it sounds like from our conversation that's might just be a lot of hot air and the SPLC might not actually it may be that the SPLC is the one putting bait blood in the water on purpose. Right, not necessarily bait blood, but because I don't think anybody ever really wants to be sued. So I, I wouldn't say the SPLC is hoping to be sued in a different instance. <clears throat> but I think they're just being strategic about what case they actually want, to, what cases they want to litigate and what cases they want to settle. And that they looked at this one and said, this is just a bad case to litigate. If we litigate this case, we risk a very bad ruling denying our motion to dismiss that would impact things but in other cases. I, I've got to just go back to then. then it's sort of, I mean... You know, that's, that's what you, you, your opinion on the matter, but isn't it still kind of a mystery as to why they'd pay out so much and back away? Yeah. Is it, is it that Majid just has too much, you know, force behind him I think or something? this is the kind of number that was necessary to get Majid to not want to sue. Uh, because from his perspective, wow. like, why wouldn't he want to sue? He's got lawyers. He's got a good case. He's a public figure that benefits from this news being in the media on a regular basis. Like, the 
in terms yeah. of like if who's benefiting from the litigation continuing and there being continuing press releases about it, Roger yeah. is the one who benefits. The SPLC loses. There so, you go. So maybe so well. So maybe so maybe it is actually mm-hmm. just that simple. Um, Magic was getting press from it. You know, it was bad for the credibility of the SPLC, and then they had the courts to consider, yeah. so they paid it out. Like this is take the L, move on, and and that's what the right, outcome is in this case. Well, well, thanks for for the conversation. Thanks for explaining it. And I think it's it feels like everybody should be a little bit more reasonable on this kind of stuff. And maybe it's not as bad for the SPLC as most people think. But uh, right. I guess we can sort of leave it there. As we, my my uh, memory card's about to fill up, so you know, everybody watching, thanks for for hanging out. Uh, Will, do you want to mention your your Twitter real quick? Yeah, I'm uh, Will Chamberlain on Twitter and Periscope. Uh, thanks so much for watching. You can follow me on Twitter at Timcast. Stay tuned. New videos every day at 4 p.m. And I will see you all tomorrow.